Welcome to the Strategic Insights Podcast, brought to you by Strategic Enhancement Group. I'm Tim Deitch, Senior Performance Consultant with SEG, and today I'm joined by my colleagues, Joanne Ramsey, Senior Performance Improvement Consultant, and our senior partner, Bob Parks. Welcome, guys. Glad to be here. Glad to be here. We're in the behavior change business, and today we're talking about what just may be the number one behavior change challenge, and that's changing the culture of an organization. One of the biggest aspects of this challenge is that almost every culture change starts at the top, and the top is often the place that created the culture that you need to change. Right. So despite this challenge, culture change is essential. So let's take it on. Joanne, so I started by saying culture change starts at the top. Why is this so? Tim, that is so because the top is where things get started from the perspective that the leadership are the ones that have the keys to the kingdom, right? They are the ones that define the desired values. They are the ones that define the behaviors that we want people to display. And they are the ones that need to align the culture with the strategy and the processes. So they determine the vision of the organization the mission, the values that need to be lined up with the resources that they come to the table. So think about if the leadership is not defining that, then we're leaving up to the employees to define what that may look like. And we may not that want that to happen. Right. And I, and I think one of the things that's really important about, about you know, the moment in time when they want to work on their culture is that they must recognize that they were the authors of the culture that's about to change. And they have to grasp what behaviors were they exhibiting that must change. So realizing how they must change is a very important component, right? I also would like to add that in addition to vision and mission, good leaders uh, in a culture change uh, organization have to be much more specific around uh, the metrics that they're going to use to measure given, given behavior, the consequences for, for performance, and um, you know, what, what's their level of customer responsiveness. Those kinds of things have to be clearly articulated so employees know how to react. That's a great point, Bob. I have a client right now that is working on establishing. It's actually, it's not a, a, a an overarching new culture, but they are working on establishing a greater culture of accountability. And we're literally talking right now about, well, what does that mean to the leader? And what are the metrics? What are the measures that would demonstrate the kind of accountability that they're talking about? Right. So let's let's so let's decide or let's agree that the leaders have accepted the challenge. Right. Taken on the role, understood the, the, the you know, the way they got here and they've articulated the type of culture they prefer. What's next? Right. So I think, Tim, one of the things that you need to think about is that leaders cannot be everywhere at all times. So it's really important to make sure that they have a group of employees that are on board with the changes and that are capable of managing the changes with their people. So they're surrounded by people that really understand what the expectation is, what the culture change looks like, and what are the behaviors that are expected to be uh, moving forward in order to achieve the change. 
And and so what you're saying is they'll start to actually by involving employees from throughout the organization that are committed to that culture, you'll start to see those behaviors happening. Exactly. So you want to make sure that the behaviors are you know they're not going to change overnight. You can have that that would be an un- unrealistic expectation. So you have to make sure that you are seeding the organization with people that demonstrate and model those behaviors that you expect in order to gain traction and make sure that the change will take place. I think one of the things that add to that is that it may be uncomfortable for executive leaders to accept but one of the truisms of changing a culture is that no matter how good you are at doing that, you're going to also have to change some employees. And I mean that because what happens is you have employees that are, that are there because they like the existing culture. And that's one of the reasons they're working for that organization. And when you change that culture, um, people get uncomfortable and they will either leave themselves but if they don't, then you're going to have to separate them out. Yeah, you know, but that that's so critical because one of the things that one of the places we were going with this topic is yes, as employees start rolling out the desired behaviors, we are invariably going to hear people say, "Well, that's not the way we've always done it," and I consider that to be a real moment of truth for the for the desired shift. So that manager needs to either say, you're right, that's that not the way we've always done it, and we're, we're going to start doing this a different way. They need to model and support it. And if they can't or don't, you're right. We have to move them out. They got to go. Yeah. So, Bob, you, you know, let's, let's talk a little bit more about the challenge. You've worked with um, clients changing culture in the past. What would you say are pitfalls or speed bumps of, of, of even the most well-aligned and well-meaning leaders? I would point to one major pitfall that we see almost 100% of the time, and that is underestimating the amount of time, money, and effort it's going to take to really, really change a culture. Um, and, and that seems to be um, almost universal. It, it is going to take you much more time than you think it's going to take. I had a CEO um, who had a failed uh, culture change in his organization. And um, he had a great way of explaining uh, what culture is like. He said, you know, think of culture as... <clears throat> The two great big fans that um, movie sets use to create hurricanes, and he said, and he said, I discovered that um, my strategies and goals and and aspirations for this company were like paper airplanes, and every time I launched a new strategy or a new goal, uh, I threw it into those fans of the culture, and those goals and objectives came flying right back past my head. And he said, and, and it was only after I realized that, that I realized that I really didn't put the kind of time, effort, and money into culture change that I needed, and I had to start all over again. It, it is so critical and so true um, not to rush an organization into a culture change, because if we do that, uh, chances are that we're not going to succeed either. So let's review. I have four important do's and one important don't. Number one, it all starts at the top. The top must recognize their own behaviors that need to change in order to succeed. Second, 
Define the culture you want and why and involve your employees in the process. Third, involve employees as champions and defenders of the culture, but most specifically so that they begin uh, exhibiting the behaviors of the culture you're after. Fourth, especially among managers, model, model, model. And if needed, change out the leaders and managers who can't do that. If you don't do this, your employees will not respond and the culture will not come to pass and your strategies will fail. And here's the big don't. Don't underestimate the time needed to change this culture you're after. You can be sure that if you achieve the culture you seek, you'll have the right leaders, the right employees, and the bottom line you want. If you have any questions or want to learn more, visit us at strategicenhancement.com.